0: Here lies a toppled god; his fall was not a small one. We did but build his pedestal, a narrow and tall one. Telaxu Epigram. Welcome to Reading Dune, a podcast where we read Dune by Frank Herbert and talk about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this maybe this is your first time going through Dune Messiah. Uh, welcome. I forgot what I say. My name is Caleb Pauls. <laughs> and I'm Evan Diaz. And together we are going to read some
1: Dune. Yeah, we are.
0: <laughs> I completely forgot. And I don't have my notes in front <laughs> of me. That's good
1: just (laughs) blanked one out of like 300 it's fine
0: (laughs) all right um evan first what do you think about this uh little poem we get at the beginning of this episode chapter
1: i I was i pictured uh like a group of playlaxu face dancers like as little children frolicking singing it like and lies the top of god, da, 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 da. you know, like singing on, like singing lip, like, it, like a around poem. the rosy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: a, that's how I read it. Yeah, it it's real creepy, you know.
0: It feels it feels very Doctor Seussy, you know. It's uh, it's creepy. It's yep, yep. I topple they toppled the god. How they topple him? Well, they built a very, very tall, very narrow pedestal, and he couldn't stay on it anymore. Lost yep. his balance and then right. dies. It's the thing that we talked about last
1: week, like with uh, the the 300. Uh huh. Right? right? You don't have to like kill them. You just have to show the set he- them up just right and show everyone that they're not actually a god. And
0: down they go. Woo, sploosh. All right. So this chapter starts. We have. Like Law and Order, Dune Edition. Like dun-dun. Because dun. <laughs> we start with the crime scene right away. And we have, there's a body in the dunes. There's only a few small bones, some flesh that was once a young woman. The hands and the head and most of the torso are gone. And then the body's been eaten by the cor- the coriolus winds. They just have ripped it apart. So... Um, Evan, what is weird about this situation? Like, we know Aaliyah and hates here, but why are they here?
1: Um, Paul sent them specifically to check out this body because it was a Fremen woman addicted to s- Samuda, Sim- yep. Samuda, right? The 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 music drug, <laughs> and that those two things put together made it pretty strange you know like finding a body in the desert is one thing finding a body with those specific traits is weird yes so paul sends aliyah and maybe hate as a bodyguard or
0: something i don't know why hate would be there but hate tagged along for the ride he said oh let me drive i got this and flew the thopter out there um, yeah, so they're out there trying to figure out what's wrong. There's no, like, her head is obviously missing. Her hands are also missing. Um, it could be that they were taken off before she was killed. She was also, there's also traces of a subtle poison in her system. Mm-hmm. The it's a laxu poison, which is weird. And so, you're right. People die in the desert all the time, but this is weird. So, Paul has sent Aaliyah there, but... This is also weird for Aaliyah because as soon as she enters a situation, it becomes mysterious. And this situation was mysterious enough, but now you have a goddess overseeing it, trying to find out what happened. Right. So she looks back at Hate, who's just, you know, watching their escort thopter circle overhead like a flock of ravens. And Aaliyah has a thought pops in her head. Beware of the guild bearing gifts. Which yep. we, we've heard that before. Right. Now it's just a thought just bam right in her head. And uh it's funny, somebody brought this up in the in the Discord. Um, but they're talking about this this idea of guild bearing gifts, the gift, and the Baron saying in the movie, when is a gift, not a gift. Yeah. Like there's something to be used here, but this is not. Beware. Something is something is off. Hmm. So Paul thought maybe she might see something that the others don't, but she right. was like squirming in her still suit, right? She's uncomfortable from being away from the city. She looks at the goal and sees a tiny black ringlet of hair that's out of place,
1: and like it took Superman
0: from the nineties like the doo do I'm thinking it's like something it's like popped out out of place and all she wants to do is just tuck it behind his ear ever so gently. (laughs) Just looking at that physique, it's just hard not to just put it back in place. She was fighting the urge. The gleaming gray metal eyes turned towards her. The eyes set her trembling. She tore her gaze away from him. So the Fremen woman who was addicted to Samuda had died from a poison. That's the reason she's actually dead. Not her head Disappearing, not being dehydrated from the desert, not the winds. It's right the poison that killed her, called what's called the throat of hell. Ooh, I can only imagine how nice that is. <laughs> the mortuary attendants, who are also now waiting, they're waiting for her. There's no water left for, for the dead body to salvage, so they're they're in no rush, and they hope them believe that maybe Aaliyah would see some strange truth in what remains. Are there like right. reading? bones and symbols maybe there's some way she can you know figure this out
1: yeah doing some spooky
0: some spooky
1: uh, stuff
0: yeah some witchy things but nothing came to her just blank like she has no clue and this is obviously very an insecure place for her because she knows that everyone else is waiting for some sort of miraculous revelation right and she's like I got I I got nothing (laughs) right um okay I I have a question? Yeah. I don't
1: know that it ever like outright says this, but is this body the woman from that chapter way at the beginning? Was it the first chapter?
0: No. No, no, no. the
1: second or third chapter or something. Yeah, do you know who the woman is? It's uh, I don't remember who she was cuz she was like somebody's son's wife or something like that. Uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah. And it was when Saitale um, went to visit the old man. It was the old man's son's wife who was bing, kind bing, of bing. like loopy, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. So that's exactly. We know who it is because she's a character we've met before. Yeah. She's unnamed. She's also dead now. Um, right. But she's Othheim's daughter. Um, and do you have you, any idea of why Wait. he's the da- she's she's the old man's daughter no no. so there was off uh-huh who's a general and they live next door right. Right, right right yeah and so the boy of farouk wanted her was obsessed with her but he was deformed and so he like got her addicted to drugs with the hope that she'd fall in love with him, but she just became addicted to the drugs. And yeah. And then Sightail yeah. took her to which we don't know why he took her, but
1: he poisoned her and threw her in the desert. Yeah. As mm-hmm. Okay. They just never say it, but it's like pretty obvious in the details or like, it seems obvious in the details. I don't know. I just wanted to point it out for anyone who might've also been thinking that. And you, unsure.
0: Yeah, you spot on. You nailed it. I was going to ask cool. you who this was, but you you got it. Okay, great, great, great. great. <laughs> You're reading between the lines just as you should. <laughs> <laughs> but aliyah has no idea who this is. Hate has no idea who this is. Right, right. But everyone's expecting them for some sign, and she's like, uh. And of course, this whole thing is a product of the Benny Jesurah religious teachings, right? Her and her brother couldn't be just people. They had to be extra human. So everywhere they go, people are expecting this. Of course, the Bene Gesserit planned all of this, right? They crossed the bloodlines, manipulating Atreides' ancestry for who knows how long. And her mother, of course, was a willing contributor to this, to this religious fervor that's now thrust between her and her brother into this pass of witchery, right? She just hates, like, why can't I just be normal? But she'll never be normal. No, sad day. Yeah, Paul hated this role—the religious aspects of all of this. But here he is, front and center, and deep inside, a reverend mother in Aaliyah's memories pops up, provoking Adab flashes of thought. Peace, little one. <laughs> you are what you are. There are compensation. Oh my gosh. I read, I,
1: when I read these lines on my own, it's like so much more menacing and serious. And so then you say, <laughs> Peace, little one. like a, like
0: it's like, yeah.
1: like a character out of the never ending story from the eighties or something. <laughs>
0: it, I mean, I think it's appropriate, right? It's an old <laughs> witch that lives deep within Aaliyah's memories, popping up to say, it's okay. Yeah, like, fair enough. I just heard the
1: the 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 voice from the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of the all of the old lady voices.
0: Yeah, I think right because it's definitely what they could do. Like peace. Yeah, but uh, this could be lots of Reverend Mothers talking. Um, could be just one just, just popping one. up. Just one. Karen showed up. It's all right. <laughs> Everyone else is down drinking. Like it's okay. <laughs> Keep going. But Aaliyah's like compensations. Like, what do you mean? Aaliyah summoned the Gola with a gesture. He came patiently and stood next to her. Aaliyah asked Hate what he thought of the situation. He's a Mentat, right? What do you see in these remains? So Hate went into Mentat mode. He's kind of always in Mentat mode. The head and teeth are gone. So are the hands. So are therefore you can't find any identifiable markers. And odds are there's no genetic record of her anywhere, so nobody. Elia asks what Hate thinks about that Talalaxu poison. Hate says that a lot of people buy poisons like this. As if, if I read it like, like who else? Like if, it's almost like he's a Talalaxu salesman. Like oh yeah, everyone buys the poisons. That's they make yeah. the best poisons. You need a poison. Somebody go to Playwaxu RS and get your poison now. <laughs> like, just yeah, they're great at everything they make, including me. Da 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 da. just nods, saying, "True enough." And this flesh is too far gone to be regrown, as was done with your body, which I think is a nice like punch. Like, eh. can we just we can't just regrow her so we can look at her face and see who she is, right? Hate responds, even if you could trust that Tleilaxu to do it. Hmm. Huh. Aaliyah nodded. She basically says, take me back to the city. It's time to go. Let's go. So Aaliyah and Hate went back to a thopter that was sitting on a rock outcropping nearby. As soon as they were in the air and pointed north, Aaliyah said, you fly exactly as Duncan Idaho did. Dun, dun, dun. Do you have, Evan, any idea why all of the Atreides are trying to get him to like calling him Duncan. He looks like Duncan, but do you think there's a reason behind why they're trying to do that? Uh, because we could really use Duncan Idaho right now. Yeah, we really could use Duncan Idaho right about now.
1: <laughs> That's all I can think of.
0: Yeah. Okay. Am i missing something. No, no, no. I just want to see what you saw from your perspective. Um, yeah, they could really use just a friend. And so like, are you there friend are you there like waiting
1: can you can you come back can,
0: if, It'd really cool cool. if you be
1: really cool back?
0: <laughs> um, and yeah there's definitely this affection there between all the atreides so it's like let's where are you are you there hate just gives her a speculative glance saying hmm others have told me this so Ali asked this handsome Duncan Idaho look like what are you thinking what, what you thinking? <laughs> I just remember she's like a fifteen-year-old girl. Like, what are you thinking? I like, guess that the most. Like, right. I don't know. Well, I doubt.
1: I doubt it was like she asked like that. It, that's hilarious. But also, like, this is a reverend mother daughter of dramatic Jessica. You
0: know, like right. <laughs> much right. Much more like, what are you thinking now? <laughs> you know <laughs> well i mean and 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 hate doesn't answer he just says many things like i right. almost feels like they're in a relationship now a little bit what are you thinking many things he says stop dodging my question damn you he's like all right fine which question am i dodging she just glares at him hate witnesses the glare and just shrugs Again, Aaliyah can't help but seeing Duncan Idaho mannerisms in him all the time. Everything he's doing is just how Duncan would do it. Right. Aaliyah says with, a th- with her voice thick with a catch in it, I merely want your reactions voiced to play my own thoughts against him. That young woman's death bothers me. And hate replies, oh, I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> So what were you thinking about, right? She's going to try to pull it out of him. About the strange emotions I feel when people speak of the one I may have been before. So (laughs) what's he thinking about, Evan?
1: Duncan Idaho.
0: Duncan Idaho. He's having an existential crisis at all times. Right. Who am I? Who was I? Am I Duncan? What's happening to me? Okay, this is a great question. Why do you think he's uh, constantly having those thoughts? It's going to go later in the chapter, what's happening to him, but... Uh, I mean, because maybe it's like
1: memory built into flesh. Maybe it's because he was programmed basically to be a philosopher, so he's just like philosophizing all the time, right? Yeah, when you Um, spend too much time in philosophy class, everything is
0: existential crisis.
1: Exactly. You know, there's... I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of both. You know? There's some little tiny bit of Duncan Idaho left over and then that plus philosophy training is like messing with him. Or he's just trained to make people feel things and like he's just you know what i mean like it could be i think some we're roundabout end. plan within plan situation where it's <laughs> like he's just supposed to be this way to like upset people and like stir the pot he you know?
0: definitely he, that's all he does too, right is stir the pot right and we'll go into this in the chapter but he does that by uh by just telling the truth right. <laughs> like <laughs> In a in a world where everything is plans on plans and conspiracies and lies and trickery and right. deceit, he's just like I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, so this is all I see, and everyone can't stand it, which I right. think is so good. So here, Ali and Hate are like bickering back and forth, right? right. Aaliyah says, "Like, I mean, that could have been the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. This is such a Frank Herbert chapter, too. Like, right. we start someplace really cool, and then we just get into a thopter and fly and talk. Talk. For the whole chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the action? No, we're just in a thopter. Yeah. Just hanging out. Having a very tense conversation. So, right. Okay. Duncan's having this existential crisis about who I may have been. And Ali is like, "Who you may have been? What do you mean?" And then Hate Thinking Out Loud just says, "The Tleilaxu are very clever." Aaliyah responds, "They're not that clever. You, you were Dungan, Idaho." It's like she's almost backhanding the Tleilaxu in a little way. Like mm-hmm. they didn't make a new human; they took a dead human and like brought him back to life. Right. Like women make new humans. Like they you're not that smart. You can't make anything new. You just take what's dead and you keep it alive. Right. Right. And then they made old Huguen come back to life, train them as they wish. It's nothing crazy. I think that's a her Benny Jesuit popping up. Right. Leah asks if hate gets emotional. Fair question for a philosopher-mentat. <laughs> hate says to a degree, I feel eagerness. I'm uneasy. There's a tendency to tremble, and I'm I must devote every effort to controlling it. I get flashes of imagery. And as somebody who also gets flashes of imagery, Aliah is now curious. Yeah. Oh. What imagery? What you mean? Because we know this. The audience knows this, right? From the plotters chapter. That that say who have already made a Gwizar Tatarak. Yeah. They already know how to do it what's with the memory thing and flashes? What's happening with hate? What, they're, what are they trying to do? Because he is getting flashes of memory. He says, it's too rapid to recognize. Flashes, spasms, almost memories. is like, are you curious about the memories? Of course. Curiosity urges me forward, but I move against heavy reluctance. I think, what if I'm not the one they believe me to be? I don't like that thought. <laughs> Aaliyah's like, and this is what you've been thinking this whole time? <laughs> Looking straight again, flying the Thopter over the dunes, Hate says, You know better than that, Aaliyah. At the sound of him saying her name, she became outraged. Right. How dare he speak with such a casual male confidence? With his voice suddenly throbbing with sensual (laughs) overtones why would he do that to her you know better than that Aaliyah like this chapter just bleeds like it just (laughs) feels like a telenovela like the way it could be done (laughs) because there's so much dripping of like back and forth and the the tension Hmm. she clenches her jaw and then hate like on to the next thing isn't that El Elkud's down there? Aaliyah looked down to see them pass over the hard path. At the cliff, there was a rock pyramid that contained the skull of her father. El Elkud's, the holy place. She says, yes, that's the holy place. Hate says he must visit one day. Perhaps maybe being near, Duke Leto's remains would bring forth the memories to which he could like hold on to more concretely. Suddenly, she kind of saw how strong of a motivation it was for him to know who he was, like who was his past life. Right. So looking back down at the shrine of her father, she's like, turn around. So hate whips the thopter around. She asks him, like, do you really serve my brother? Hate just responded, I serve the Atreides. And just like that, like muscle memory, his hand goes up into the Atreides' salute. Like, it's it's baked into him. Yeah, like he didn't even mean to do it, really. Not at all. Muscle memory here. Hate got tense. Looking out at the shrine of Duke Leto's remains from the Thopter's window, he shed a tear. As he whimpered, he was, he was. O.E. whispered, Duncan. Like, Duncan, are you in there? The goal was frozen, locked on the Thopter's controls, his gaze fastened on the tomb in front of them. Finally Aaliyah, Aaliyah raised her voice. Duncan He swallowed. Ugh, shook his head, looked at her. His metal eyes glittered at her. I felt an arm. An arm. It was my my friend. Who? I don't know. I think it was I don't know. Nobody, <laughs> who do you think it was, Evan? Dugo? Question? I mean, that's, mark? that's my guess. Right. That's the assumption. uh, That like that shoulder, that hand on the shoulder, that affirming grasp. Like
1: after he salutes,
0: you know? Yeah. Feels right. He's got metal eyes but he also has tear ducts. I guess I've got to be oiled or something. Got to keep the lubrication there. It's funny how that is. The radio then flashes on. The escort that was with them, right? They just turned around. The escort just kept going. So now the escort's like, wait. Where do they go? So they gotta come back around.
1: Wait, I thought the X the ex, the, uh, the escort like swung around as soon as they moved because they're like freaked out. Right And Aaliyah is in this Thopter with a with a, with a gola, you know? Like yeah.
0: it's creepy. So they radio in saying, Yeah, it's late, we need to go back. Aaliyah picks up the radio microphone, it's like, all right, yeah, let's go back to the city now. Hate took a deep breath and banked the thopter around towards the city. Aaliyah asks if it was, you know, was it your fa- Was it my father's hand you felt? And hates Mentas' voice. All he can say is, perhaps. So then Aaliyah goes into the, you know, how does she know her own father? So she tells the whole origin story, how she was awakened in the womb, and she only knows her father as her mother knows him. Right. And that she has all of Lady Jessica's memories up to the point where she drank the water of life. Which I
1: was, while I was reading, I was like, oh, well, thanks, Frank. Thanks for uh, putting a summary in here instead of like (laughs) having her say all of it (laughs) over it. You know, like, right? you guys have heard the story like 20 times. I'm just going to jump skip it. So like you can
0: just, you know, the important part that like she knows her father in an intimate fashion and a love fashion. So, yeah. And but hate says like yeah he he knows because Paul explained it to him because he asked like hey what's the deal with Aaliyah and he did it not because he was interested in her because he but just because he needed more data about the family yeah why are you all of you so weird <laughs> but I think it's a fair question to ask any he, 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 any one of them right because <laughs> so I think that all both get a dif- everyone give give a different answer so but now Aaliyah is just angry at him hate goes on and say how he knows Aaliyah wants to know what's happening in his head Aaliyah clips back with like how do you know i haven't already exposed you for what you are by my powers of prescience hate just point blankly asks have you she's like no <laughs> no shut up <laughs> she's just trying to do a power move and it didn't work right then hate starts to question her abilities like yeah he was there at her, her morning ritual in the audience. He saw that she's very good at reading the symbols. Odds are that's just, you know, Benny Gesserit practice and memory from thousands of witches in her head. Yeah. Oh, um, f- Fun fact. He said
1: oh. um, hate after she says no. Uh, he says, Sybils have limits. And I was like, Sybils?
0: Ooh, go ahead. Go.
1: What's a Sybil? The only Sybil I know is Sybil Trelawney from, uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, but a Sybil is apparently, let me get the right, the right words. Uh, the Sybils were prophetesses or oracles in ancient Greece. Right. Can, so kind of nuts that they still have history from ancient Greece. You know what I mean? Right.
0: But anyway, it's that same it. connotation, right? The, then this, they, you see the future, right? Which is what in Harry Potter, um, Sybil does. That's like, right? Which
1: you know, J.K. Rowling has a, you know, she names her characters like fairly obvious things, <laughs>
0: but Just make sure it's we still got cool, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hake says that like like many witches before her, she's now become. Careless with her powers. At this, Aaliyah felt fear—tangible fear. How dare you? I dare much more than my makers anticipated. Hate said. Now this is like a something Duncan Idaho would have said. Like much more. Like had the Goa really made, whether Telexo made the Goa better than they've ever made any Goa ever. Or is this a sham? Or was this part of his conditioning? Like, what is going on? <laughs> now, Aaliyah has her hand on the Chris knife. Like, all right, explain yourself, Gola. Right. So, hate go- comes out and says his purpose. Here again, hate's just truthful. His purpose this whole time is to destroy Paul, but that's not really necessary because Paul is doing a great job of destroying himself all by himself. <laughs> Aaliyah weighs these words. Her hand still on the knife. This is what makes me think of what hate's about to go through. Remember that that Tlailaxu epigram at the very beginning, that poem. Yeah. Right? There's a it's almost like I wanna feel hate is the guy telling Paul he should jump. Yeah. He's and Paul's already thinking, should I jump? Do I jump off this? And Hate's yeah. like, do it. Do it. Do it. And that's, that's, that's his kind of role in this. Like he would have already, he would have done it eventually, but I'm going to tell you to do it now because why wait? So hate says that Tlaxu made him for fun, which I thought was really weird after the guild asked for the Gola of Duncan Idaho for a gift for the emperor. Right. Why was, why was he made? The Tlaxu would have to have a good time. They were just like, oh, let's, this is right. a challenge. Let's see if we can do it. Let's just make the craziest Tlaxu Gola ever in Duncan, Idaho because he looks great. They kind of have that vibe the Playlaxy though. Yeah. It's
1: like mischievous little scamps making zombies.
0: Making the best poison in the world. Why? Cuz we can. Yeah. Making zombies and
1: pretending to be other people and they're like Loki. They're like a whole race of Lokis.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's the whole, that's a great example of that. Yes. <laughs> so Ali asked questions back and forth like how is she careless if she's careless and how is Paul destroying himself? Hate, um, you know, just ask how she's been using your powers. And only after we forces for him to like dispel out, how is Paul destroying himself? You can now see the giant city of Arakeen glittering in the distance. Hate explains his logic like, all right, how is Paul destroying himself? Korba is the official panergeist. I had to look this up. Do you know what a panergeist is? No. It's a speechwriter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Korba is the official state speechwriter for the, for the Imperium given to Paul by the Fremen Naives. Also remember in the last chapter how Paul said that Korba was his best creation? Yeah. I just think that's really interesting right here. It's also part of his downfall. Also, Korba's writing is awful. It's just (laughs) thick in religious undertones, right? The people are illuminated by Muhadib. The Umar regent, our emperor, came out of darkness to shine resplendently upon all men. Like, it's just just thick in this nothing language. Well, I didn't know that they were talking about Korba.
1: Because it doesn't say Korba in the book. What's it say? It's... Uh,
0: You're making me second geez, guess myself.
1: Your brother keeps an official pen, panager... Uh, pan- uh, pan- uh, pan- uh, uh, uh who was a gift of the Fremen Apes. An odd gift from friends. Why would they surround him with flattery and servility? Have you listened to this panager... <laughs> and then he like goes off on the whole thing. Um...
0: It very well could be corba i don't i don't i don't now you're you making know. me you're making me look it up now uh okay. somebody somebody check the translations of <laughs> the translation that it maybe it's something i missed it in the comments the, tra- the translation the translations of dune somebody check the original greek here yeah <laughs> we need, we need, what's he say i always thought they're talking about corba
1: um well they they very well they very well could be. That would make sense. I just didn't know that, you know, like yeah. from reading. Cycles so have limits.
0: So we studied his steel balls. Oh, oh gosh. Which his <laughs> <Matura's> eyes. <laughs> just had to say that. I don't know why I didn't write that in my All right. in my notes. That's the stuff I need you forever, just to give the one line. Steel balls. Hates steel
1: balls. Um,
0: that's what I'm, they should
1: call Dune Part 3
0: <laughs> <laughs> where's the Panergeist oh your brother keeps yeah maybe I just put Korba in there
1: well like maybe people in the chat can tell us are they talking about Korba that's um,
0: that's a good question I mean I, it would make a lot of sense it so would make I, a lot of sense I, Um, but yeah maybe yeah you're right as of now, I'm I'm glad we got the book though, so I can go back to Olia um, studying the steel balls. <laughs> glad we got that in there because that's an important part of this chapter that I new, completely missed. New episode title: <laughs> Steel Balls. That's gonna get the clicks right there. All right. Well, yeah. Why am I cares My powers. Um, what an odd gift, right? So. Um, hate says all this and Aaliyah's just pissed right at this point like, right if, if he says any of this to anybody else they're dead he's dead
1: right he's being way too like casual and like cavalier about all of this
0: just telling him the straight truth to their face all the time that's all he does and Aaliyah just says that her brother rules from the natural law of heaven which do you know about the natural law of heaven Evan that rhymed
1: um that seems like a very big question so i don't know how to answer this.
0: all right so, yeah so that the natural law right, it's like the divine right of kings okay it's king saying oh i was appointed by god yeah okay and then somebody kills him and the next guy comes in i was appointed by god gotcha it yeah. doesn't it's just to keep people in line doesn't really mean anything right. and hate says that she doesn't believe that right She's been conditioned to use everything in her power to gain more power. Right. Her and her brother were given a shrewd grasp of politics, a deep understanding of the uses of war and ritual. Natural law is but a myth. Was the jihad part of this natural law? And I, that's a great question. Like, she, the Atreides were given all these different things from the Bene Gesserit, from the Atreides line, from... Mm-hmm. They are just steeped with, they can take anything and make themselves the ones in charge. Right. So it's like, really? Like, fate did this? I'm pretty sure this has been planned for a very long time. Aliyah only sneers at the Goa. Mental jabber. The Goa responds, I'm a servant of Atreides and I speak with candor. Which, not wrong. You know, like
1: if it was still the good old days of like the Atreides, like Duke Leto in charge, like Duncan would have said this stuff, you know? I mean, Leto would have counted on him saying it. Right. Exactly. He would have welcomed it because Atreides' sincerity is like an important thing, but there's not a lot of
0: Atreides' sincerity
1: left over, it seems. Oh,
0: good point. Now, says the Atreides have no servants. They only have disciples. And that's another, that's like a, ah, oh.
1: don't like that.
0: The Atreides sincerity only works when you're on equal playing field. When you're a disciple of somebody, you are no longer on equal playing field at all. Hate slips up and calls Aaliyah a child. She gets really angry at this. The knife comes out of the sheath or like starts to come out of the sheath. And then, and then hate says, I stand corrected that Aaliyah is not a child. She is something ancient in flesh. That is little more than a child we're getting weird again but also not wrong (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: that's 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 true you know like she's her body is 15 but her mind is hundreds and hundreds of years old basically yeah something inside Um, of
0: her that is ancient
1: right also um i had a question about the chris knife Mm. in this moment because um he you know, he says, he's talking and she says, don't call me a child. And she slipped her Chris knife half out of its sheath. Wasn't it a thing that like, if your Chris knife is exposed to yeah. air or whatever, it has to like
0: cut yeah. somebody? As it goes all the way out. So it's not all the way out yet. Oh, okay. 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 Which she never actually gets it all the way out, but she's saying... Like I will, I will make you bleed right here, right now. I will take your water, right, if you keep going down this. But at this point, she just growls at him and says, "I don't know why I listen to you." <laughs> and then she she's the nice, drops her hands, and of course her hands are sweating, which is horrible water discipline, right? <laughs> Hate says she listens to him because he is devoted to Paul and he's always clear and upfront with them. Aliyah says nothing about him is clear, easy to understand. Like if she now has like a big crush on him. She already had a crush on him <laughs> looking at his hair. Like, but now she says that he is the most complex creature she has ever seen. Right. And if that's not a recipe for instant crush, I don't know what is. Right. So she's
1: she's like very well spoken and like has all the right words, but she's still just kind of being like oh you're a poopy butthead (laughs) you know like she's still it reminds me of uh like princess leia when she's like trying to trying to like ward Mm -hmm. off han solo Uh uh-huh but she's still just like being being a girl with a crush and being like oh
0: you're you're a stupid nerf herder you know like she's (laughs) a nerf herder exactly yeah yeah, right. He's the most complex creature she's ever seen. And she's got, let's say, there's a lot, she's seen a lot of people with all the voices in her head. So he, she, and yeah, she's got a big old crush. <laughs> Haight said that either by accident or by purpose, they the Axe who gave him the ability to mold himself. Which I think is that goes back to the, the existential crisis. Who am right. I really? And I think, yeah, he's still trying to figure it out. What am I? Elias says he speaks in riddles and wonders why why has Paul not killed him yet? Hate said that Paul agrees with him. Destruction of the empire arises from himself. And that he told Paul that he could help him because hate understands his problems. Which all I hear in this is like, yeah, like Paul knows he's there's nowhere to go. He has to jump. And Hate's like, yeah, jump. I know what your problem is. This is how you get rid of it. In the most candor, trustworthy, speaking-straight-to-your-face way. Aaliyah screams at him at this point and tells her that what else What else did the Goa tell Paul? He's like, hold up, let me land first. So he like yeah. whips <laughs> the doctor around, lands it on the landing pad, <clears throat> on the roof. And, and then Aaliyah's like, all right, now speak. He's like, I told him that to endure oneself may be the hardest task in the universe. Which is a little sad, but it's also good juice. A, <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a Kindle reading on a Kindle. That line has two hundred, no, two thousand eight hundred and sixteen highlights in it. Oh my gosh! Not many people read it on this, but two thousand people decided to underline that line. Right. I told them that to endure oneself may be the hardest task in the universe. Oof. Yeah, that's not, we're just gonna sit that with that marinade a little bit. <laughs> Aaliyah just shook her head. That's that's that a, no yeah, oh, a bitter <laughs> pill, like, hate said. Bitter nonsense, Aaliyah responds. Hate said, This is okay, he's like, This is what I told Paul. Paul needs to judge and impose order, and he does that by keeping his friends and destroying his enemies. And maybe he should judge by more than one principle. And when two forces or two principles collide, he solves a problem by deciding what should win. That would keep the order. And people want order, either this kind or another kind. Like, that's that's what your job is. Right. Aaliyah says that she's going to suggest to Paul that he have hate killed. Hate only says, yeah, that solution's already been suggested. Like, I suggested that. Right. That's what I told him. But here I am. (laughs) Here I am. Talking to you.
1: With the truthfulness. Like, he's literally just telling the truth that it's driving everyone crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Leah says, that's why he's so dangerous. Hate says, that's not why he's so dangerous. And then takes her chin with one hand and kisses her. Gently. Briefly. Now, they've landed the thopter. Right? And they're, they're like on the landing field or on the roof, right? And there's guardsmen there, and they're all watching. And they just watch the Gola just take Aaliyah and kiss her gently. And they all just look at each other and start to giggle themselves. <laughs> like, like they're not alone. <laughs> Everyone can see it. And the friend men talk. Aaliyah's taken aback. She puts a finger to her lips. There was a familiarity about that kiss. Why do you think
1: it was familiar, Evan? Because uh, she had seen it in the
0: future. Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of like Paul and Chani. Yep. Great. Uh, yeah, that's a good reference. Put them together. Yeah. <clears throat> she says, I should have you flayed. At this, Hate hey, just says, he's, he opens up the door, <sighs> slides out the thopter. I take nothing which is not first offered to me. And be glad I didn't take all that was offered. Damn, Damn. pick up wine. <laughs> Come along, we've taken too long with this fool's errand. Aaliyah gets out, runs to catch up with Hate as they're walking towards the dome. She says that she will tell Paul everything. Hate opens up the door for her. Hmm, good. They're inside the dome. Aaliyah says, Paul is gonna kill him. Hate says, why? Is I took the kiss I wanted. Outrage. Filled her. Hate hate said again, that's all right, Aaliyah. Fine, the kiss you wanted then. Bam. A moment of clarity. A moment of truth. Just hits her across the head. This was true. She did want to kiss him. And all that brain frog that had been there. For the last couple chapters, it's just gone. She finally admits it to herself. (laughs) She chased after him, saying, his truthfulness is what is dangerous. As Aaliyah catches up to him, she grabs his arm. He turns to look at her. Aaliyah looks up into his steely, metal eyes and says, I I can't explain it, but I keep thinking of the face dancers. Why is that? Hate only nods, saying, and that is why your brother sent you out to the desert? But why face dancers? Hate says, there's a young woman dead out there, and there may be no young women are reported missing about the Fremen. Bum, bum, bum. Now, Hate actually didn't give the right answer, which I think is interesting. Hmm. There's there's definitely a Fremen woman that's missing, but the the face dancer, Aaliyah, has this premonition that the face dancers are involved right which we know we're talking about yeah would hate know
1: about sightail and the girl and all that stuff
0: I don't think so I think they right I think they kind of just are set to do their own thing um but yeah we need to be watching for the girl because if we see that girl pop up who is it going to be right Gonna be the bad guys. Side two. Right. Bum bum bum.
1: Man. All right. This uh this chapter had some heavy Han and Leia vibes. (laughs) It did. So I wrote Han and Leia in my copy of Dune Messiah at the end of this chapter. In a little heart with an arrow going through it for the audio people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to if you follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at reading Dune. People are still donating the show. Patreon.com slash Reading Dunes. It's a great way to support us. Keep the chapters coming. Keep them rolling. Um, more and more people keep getting their mugs. Oh, yeah. From ReadingDune.com. dune.com. Mugs are flying. So I think I am need to get some of that. Get some of those mugs. And, of course, you can always email, email us. Join the Discord. We uh, yeah. talking all about this. There's some big stuff coming up in Messiah that I'm in the Messiah chat talking about because I need help understanding what Frank is saying. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah. This chapter was fun. I like that it's just Ulia and Hate flirting the whole time. Con and Leah. Yeah. And can we trust Hate? I don't know. Is he Duncan Idaho? I don't know. All I know is he will tell me straight to my face if I have something in my teeth or something <laughs> very truthful and upfront with you so yeah that's it stay spicy my friends and we'll see you in the next chapter yeah dun, 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 dun.